steps he took you through to break this soul tie? Okay, so one of the steps that I had to, one of the things that I had to do first was I had to denounce my life because for five and a half years, I thought he was my husband. I was saying, you know, he's my husband, though he wasn't showing, you know, he wasn't being forthcoming or anything because he was like flirting, probably had, I can't really say had relationships, but you know, he was very lustful. So that's what's something that I've always prayed like, Lord, don't let my husband be lustful. Like, I can't deal with that. I'm just saying. Right. That's me. Probably someone else can deal with that. Someone who's abusive, lustful, narcissistic. Those are like, those are even deal breakers. Like, ooh, stay over there. I'll pray for you. We can talk. But that's just it. Like I can't deal with that stuff because I grew up in toxic in the toxic experiencing these things. I don't think I should um, get married to a man who would that would be like generational curse. Right. And though you know we're always told to pray, but it's also to take action. It's also to see those red flags in persons that we are probably dating or probably someone who shows interest in us and we see those red flags not to entertain it sometimes you're like lord i walk into this but like the lord is not gonna let you walk into it unless you choose to he's gonna show you okay you know probably your dad was like that probably you lived yourself like that don't do that but we still walk into those things so my dad was extremely toxic i'm just saying and i begin to see that he was so this man was such an angry person and I always thought it in my dad and I always just didn't want that. To the point where I thought that probably this person would be abusive if we probably got married. Eventually we got married, I know this person would be abusive because I'm seeing it. I remember we had a conversation over the phone and he got so heated to the point where he was like, I don't even want to repeat what he said i was like oh my god whoa this man is he's such an angry person and the bible says that we should not like keep friends with an angry person right he's so angry and he's so gifted like he has the he has gifts he's, he's you know but that's what the bible says by your fruits mm. He will not take away the gift that he gives you as long as you're using it. But I don't want a man who's gifted. He doesn't have the fruit of the spirit. Right. Exactly. I mean, gift. you can be gifted in preaching. You can be gifted in singing. You can be gifted in this. But if you don't have the fruit of the spirit, if I'm not seeing patience, I'm not seeing you portray love to persons who is not even able to reciprocate it back. If I'm not seeing, you know, that humility, if I'm not seeing that you have the spirit of peace, if I'm not seeing that you have joy that flows from within, like, what? Don't stop here. Just go over there. I don't want you in my space. I'll pray for you, but I don't want you with that bad energy in my personal space. 
because it's so important also to not be like oh you're toxic so i'm not gonna talk to you no i'm gonna talk to you because we have to people don't understand this i'm not saying that person should don't deal with persons who are toxic we have to love them regardless of who they are but when it comes on to your personal space no your personal space should be persons who will feed into your spirit so when it comes on to that aspect you have to have persons in your personal space who have the right spirit the right attitude the right attributes because these are what are going to be pouring into your spirit so if you have negativity and negative persons in your personal space like persons who doubtful eventually that would be your reality as well so i didn't want that so i kept um but the thing is what he used and that's why i'm saying you know he was very manipulative he kept reaching out to my mom because my mom and i were close so he kept trying to build a relationship with her so that was a deception and i remember when he said something to me and he went back on his word i was like no this is a spirit of deception that's not of mm. god mm. i confronted him and i was like you know this is a spirit of deception i can't accept this i can't be a part of this god is not in deception i was very straightforward about it i was like you know i can't be a part of this and he was like I could get a phone call from someone else. I was like, he, they had a meeting. I wasn't even at that meeting. I was said on that phone. I was said in the meeting. It was crazy. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God. And this is the person that they say is going to be my husband. The devil is a liar. Mm. Bro. <laughs> the devil is a liar. <laughs> so, um, so I had to to fast because the lord sent me on fasting a series of fasting people don't understand ungodly soul ties are not easily broken it's a process so while repenting is especially if you have slept with the person you have to um repent of that sin you also have to read yourself of everything connected to this person you also have to go on fasting and prayer and read that I say, I call it a spiritual detox mm-hmm. that you have yeah, to go true. through and you have to detox yourself and purge yourself and you have to denounce this person. So I had to go through that. A lot of saying, okay, you're going to say that this person is not my husband. I'm not connected to this person. I break this soul tie. This is what the words the Lord is saying that I should say. I don't, this person don't own me. This is not my God. I person. This is not. And I begin to speak those things and begin to sever it mm. because it was something that you know when you find yourself keep going back the toxicity it's bigger than you yeah, yeah. deliberately goes back to toxicity no one does that once you find yourself keep going back keep going back keep going back you're going back going back you're back and forth first of all back and forth is not of god there's no fortness the devil declares in the word of god oh sorry in the word of god when the lord saw saying he was like wait where are you about what are you doing here in other words he was like i'm to and fro the art which means he's back and forth at the same time so when you find people you find yourself back and forth that is the spirit of the devil that is controlling your life 
Uh, I believe it's Leviathan. Pardon me? Is that Leviathan is the actual spirit that goes back yes. and forth. Yes, yes. You can't. Go I think back it's Joe. Job 41, I think. Yes, in the book of Job. Yes, it was in the book of Job. When he was saying, like, he's walking to and fro. That's what I've got. God will never take you forward and then taking you backward at the same time. That's confusion. You're either going forward or you're either staying. You're right. You should not be going back. You're in the season where you're waiting. Which means you don't move until God gives you the green light. Okay, I'm staying in position, but I'm not moving because God didn't say that. But when you find yourself going back, no man, that is not of God. So it's either you're staying in position because maybe the Lord says, okay, you're in the wait, or it's a season where I just want you to speak to me and hear what I'm saying to you. So I'm just stay right here. And then there's a season a lot, okay. It's like a bow and arrow where the Lord just shoots you and say, just, just go. It's time to launch out. So you stayed here for a season. Now it's time to step out. Just like the prophet Elijah, when he was running from Jezebel, for a season he was at one place. Then he dried up the brook and he had to move on. So oh, wow. we, just, we just have to know, is it my season where I need to just stay in solitude and allow the Holy Spirit to download his revelation to me or is it my season where the Lord says I have given you enough information so you step out mm. Mm. wow wow that's, that's, that was good that was really good you, you, you're exactly right it's the miniature involved in back and forth that's not of, that's not of God um, so I, I'll share a quick story. I had a similar situation um, about six, about five or six years ago. I was dating this young lady. This is my first. Uh, no, no, I take it back. Let's 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 do this. So <laughs> I was I was married about about four and a half years ago, and um, I remember we hit this real rough spot, and I couldn't figure out why, and. Um, I noticed that the rough spot came along right when I reconnected with a previous friend that I had before my marriage um, of the opposite sex. Me and the young lady that I reconnected with, um, we were engaged previously in uh, sexual relations before I actually got married to to my wife. Um, we she basically knew me from another life just before I got saved and you know dedicated my life to the Lord. So we reconnected. I think it was on Twitter or email or something crazy. It was like one of those, you know, like where we, we had like disconnected from everything on the surface. So anyway, um, <laughs> I think we reconnected on Twitter and then um, we exchanged numbers. And I noticed that as we exchanged numbers, the um, my marriage started to take it. It was almost like somebody was it's almost like I was on a boat. I was the boat, but somebody else was the captain, and they just took the what is it, the um, the wheel, and just turned it all the way to the left because my marriage just went crazy. Um, and I couldn't. I, I was sitting there trying to figure out what was going on, and the Lord was showing me. It's like, well, you opened up this door, wow, this person, and now everything that is attached to them and everything that is attached to you is is you're you're going to have to fight fight it off in your marriage. 
And so wow. little, little did I know I still had a soul tie because I thought when you went to the altar and you know and they say you know take this ring and you know you take your <laughs> vows I thought that all that other soul tie stuff just drop off I literally thought it dropped off like once they say that all that <laughs> stuff is just gonna fall and you're just gonna wow. be okay and I was like oh my gosh and it started to spiral out of control so I quickly and I told her I said hey um buddy this is it we not gonna we can't talk <laughs> yes. and she was like what you mean so I was like we can't talk we can't have nothing I said uh uh-uh, I gotta block you I gotta block you on Twitter I gotta block your email what? I gotta block your number I gotta block everything um and he had showed me um she was uh carrying some some sort of demonic entity it was um oh. basically trying to implant itself in my life and it, it mm-hmm. basically thought it was it was my um I was its husband. It was almost like a spirit spouse. Um, and so that was crazy. So, of course, now, you know, my wife is looking at me crazy. Like, what's going on? Because she can sense it. She's obviously being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, she's getting prophetic dreams. Like, what's going on? So, it took about it took about a month or two. But we quickly uh, stomped that out of our marriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and kept going. But, yeah, I had to, I had to denounce the spirit i had to denounce um any relations with her and and um any communication and and, and it after after about i think it was about two or three months i was in the clear because obviously i had starved i had starved that connection so it's like that connection could not live without um the spiritual food that it was eating yes but yeah so this this stuff is real and you're right unless you actually purposely go back and disconnect um it's it is tied to you yes definitely we have to sever it yeah yeah uproot its weeds and never you know go back because oftentimes we demolish but it's not from the root so whatever you don't take up from the room, guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna spring up back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And even for some persons, even being single, I don't even want to touch on this part right now because someone asked me a question. I think like that question is really deep, so I don't even want to touch on that too deep. But even being single, why some persons are so single for such a long time it's not that the lord don't have their spouse or they have not fully delivered mm-hmm. so god is not going to send them out there to their spouse while you still have an ungodly soul tie mm-hmm. you're still best friends with your ex yeah 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 that's your best friends with your ex yeah why why i'm just saying you know i don't think that is wise no. I mean, you're going to love them, obviously. But why best friends? Why do you guys still go to lunch together? Why do you all still go to the movies together? Mm. And then you're going to ask God to send you a spouse while you're still close to someone you used to date? Yeah, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. Can't I have your cake and eat it. In that situation, it's best to be alone. Um, yes. And, and you know, just uh, lo- love on the Lord. A lot of people fear that season, but it's so crazy because 
my I had a mentor tell me this. He was like, I know you might seem like you're alone now. He said, but I'm telling you, when you look back on this season, it's gonna be like a snap of the finger. He's like, okay, let's let's say you're alone for a year, or you're not not alone, but not dating anybody for a year. He said, you live to be fifty. What is one year out of fifty? And you've been married for twenty five. You know, it's like it's like when you look at it, it's not even, it's a blip on the map. You can't even see it. Yes. But it that that season is so necessary. Yes, definitely. So, but yeah. I think like when persons are in the single season, it all depends on perspective. Like this season I'm in now, when you're single, you're like, oh my God, Lord, I'm in this bondage. I need to be rescued. I need to have somebody. Like everyone on social media got a bae. Why can't I have a bae? <laughs> like everyone goes to date night. Why can't I go on date night? But it's so imperative in this season while the Lord is really he's chilling off he's removing those old garments because the new place that he's going to take you your mind must first be renewed Mm. which means the former things don't entice you no more and I said to persons the other day that you're not ready to get married until you're you're ready to be alone Mm. wow Basically, in a nutshell, what I'm saying, if you're so anxious and ready and want it so badly right now, then you're really not ready. Because it's really when you're not really seeking it, that's when it finds you. Wow. That's when the Lord connects you to your person. That's when the Lord, because the Lord is not going to send you somebody while you're idolizing the idea of marriage. Mm. He's going to send you when you're ready and you're married to him. And to his mm. purpose for your life. Then he's going to be like, yeah, this person is ready. When you recognize that, I don't need a relationship to validate me. I don't need a relationship to make me feel whole. When you're so completely whole and centered in God and positioning purpose, that's when God sends you the person. Not when you're desperate, struggling in your singleness. If you're struggling in your singleness, getting married is not going to help you. Because guess what? Your spouse may go away for two weeks. Or, you know, maybe your spouse goes through a season where they're just not loving on you. What are you going to do? Wow. So you just have to recognize that even though the Lord may send you a spouse, He's not going to send you somebody perfect until you recognize that God is your source. Your wholeness comes from Him. Your peace comes from him. Your joy comes from him. Not from a person. You both are complimenting each other on the earth. You both are glorifying God. So it's all about perspective. Like, if your perspective is not right, you're not going to get it. What is your motive? Like, why do you want it? now? Like, are you really desiring it because you know it's the will of God or is it because everyone else is getting it everyone else is having it like we really need to know like our motives and until we are healed and hold and in a place where we know that it is it is time the Lord is never going to give it to you especially when you have an ungodly soul tie attached to your life sometimes the Lord says wait because there's a soul tie he's trying to sever from your life you don't even know that you may have a soul tie to this person until you get married. Then you're going to be like, oh my God. 
You'd be you like, so oh, you didn't even remember this person. And then you get married and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. You find that's... missing this person. Oh my God. That could be I a little. I need to find uh, this person now. Like, that... oh my God. <laughs> Let me go on Twitter. Oh my God. I'm thinking of, oh, I miss so and so. I need to go look for this person and like see what's up. Like, how are they doing? <laughs> yep. That's trouble. That... That can be a very humbling experience, and especially, you know, you have to share it with your spouse at that point. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you have to get rid of soul tie. Ungodly soul tie. The only soul tie you should have is to your mom, to your parents, to your spouse. Did you not have soul tie with persons you married, you ain't married to, and family with? What? You know, I'm a bit extra sometimes. Right. But, <laughs> but but seriously though, we have to be careful because we have to be breaking soul soul ties like every year, every month, like soul ties. Okay, just severing this. We have to just be careful. And even the words that we speak, mm. like persons who is just really here. I say say this all the time. Some persons are like here for a season. Some persons for a reason and some persons for a lifetime. Oftentimes, a person who is there for a season, we get so attached. And when that season ended or it's come to its climax, it's time to move on. We have invested so much emotionally where we feel like a part of us is taking. Two for a reason you know a person may come in your life for a reason and this person may be in your life for like 10 years and you're like oh maybe this person is forever so it's so important because seasons change a season can be for like three weeks two months so on but a reason can be longer but while we're here we are investing so much emotionally and then when the time has come we get so um we're shattered. You have to know, like, it's so important to be alert in the spirit. Ask God to open our eyes so that we can see what is this person's purpose in my life. Um, one thing I do <laughs> want to touch on, uh, is how to identify um, if you have a soul tie. Um, um, The one one thing I noticed, so you have to remember, Christ Christ got the complete victory on the cross uh, over 2,000 years ago. So any area in our life where we are having a significant struggle or any area where we don't have the victory, we wanna pay close attention to these areas because these could be areas where a soul tie could be uh, attached to. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, so, um, I want to say also soul ties, I mean, we, we did mention the three, um, sexual relations, close relations, uh, vows and commitments. But I mean, you can, you can get a soul tie from, um, somebody can give you like 
uh, an ornament or something uh, that they've wow, got. Wow, that's right. Two gifts. Um, yep, gifts. Um, to food. Yes. <laughs> um, sleeping in somebody else's bed, and I don't mean sexually. I just yes. mean literally. Yes. Just sleeping in somebody else's bed. Um, there's there's a bunch of things, and I the the one thing we have to be careful is we we want to be good at breaking soul ties but we want to be great at not allowing these ungodly connections to even take place in the first place yes yes 